Welcome to Family Life Today, brought to you with the compliments of this station and power to change. We're always encouraged to receive your feedback and comments on the program, but I'll tell you how you can do that at the conclusion. But now, here are your Family Life Today presenters, Dave and Ann Wilson. You know, I'm around you sometimes, and I can see that you're getting really bothered when you're around certain type of people. Oh, I don't ever get bothered by anybody. <laughs> and I'm sure I don't bother anybody Do you know either. what I'm going to say? Of course I know what you're going to say. <laughs> what, what category of people really push my buttons? High controlling people. <laughs> I, as soon as what it begins, it? I'm thinking, oh, no. It's, it's like something happens to me. It's like I want to rebel. It's like anything they say, I want to do the opposite. <laughs> and they're often well-meaning people, but there's something that happens inside me. I get pretty feisty. Yeah, you do. You get a little scared, do you? I'm like, oh, no, what's he going to do or say? <laughs> yeah, that doesn't happen to you? Mine's probably, I keep mine inside a little more than you might. But I feel like I have been controlling to you in some ways. Well, Over let's the talk, years, for sure. Let's talk about that later. We've got Tim <laughs> Kimmel, Dr. Tim Kimmel, in the studio of Family Life for another day talking about uh, high-control yes. people. Now, Tim, you're not a high-control person. Well, That's not I, why we're talking actually, about this. I actually think I'm very capable of being it, too. And I know when I, you know, obviously I wrote a book about it, and I'm in the book. As I said, <laughs> I'm an equal opportunity offender when I write this book because I wanted to make sure that we all next, we all struggle with it. Well, you, we said yesterday that yeah. everyone has yeah. this. Inner. Yeah, we all have it. And some of it's just self-preservation. But, you know, when you said you... You have a problem with it. You were designed to have a problem with it because see, God hey. didn't. Oh, God dude, didn't. now you're enabling it. I could tell her that. She's always yes. like, really? What do you mean by that? When, when you think when we were made in God's image as image bearers, we were not made to be controlled. Mm. We're made to cooperate. We're made to live within the boundaries and, and make a contribution. But the reason you bristle is because high controllers don't bring the best out of a situation. That's, That's true. That is so true. Yeah. And so the problem is when that high controller is me or you. <laughs> <laughs> and then we realize, well, in the high cost of high control in the book, well, you know, we talk about what to do if you are the controller or if you're the controlee. And you're dealing with it. And, and we kind of deal with it from both sides. Mm-hmm. Well, yesterday you gave us a definition. Mm-hmm. Let's look at that real quick. Okay. But today let's get into the why. Sure. I control is when I leverage the strength of my personality or my position against your weaknesses in order to get you to meet my selfish agenda. And so that would right where it discounts normal parenting. Mm-hmm. It's not a selfish agenda. I'm, you know, I'm just going to do things that a good mother or father. Do. There's places in in marriage where, because a, a healthy marriage is both uh, dependent, independent, and interdependent. Mm. That's a healthy one. And there, yeah. So there are places where we do it. But once we do that, though, it just brings the worst out of the situation. And I want to have a family picture where the mm. where the smiles are real. Mm. I think your book, Grace-Based Parenting, I read that when our kids were mm-hmm. younger. I thought, this is extraordinary. And it really did change my mm-hmm. style of parenting because I realized, like, oh, I'm kind of that controlling parent mm-hmm. instead of that grace-based parent. Mm-hmm. And it was all because of fear. Is that why Well, let's, yeah, let's, I control people are high controlling? Are they fearful? Why well, do we control? Yeah. I unpack the five main reasons. The, the very first one is what I call toxic fear. Yeah. It's interesting how you can take legitimate things 
that have a, a very legitimate role, and you put the word toxic in front of it, mm. and it changes everything. Because fear is one of the gifts that God gave us. Yeah. And when used properly, it's a, one of our best friends. It saves our lives. Saves our lives. Yeah. yeah. But I, I like to say it like this. Fear is like a loaded gun. You know, it, it's real handy if someone's trying to kill you. But it's very dangerous just lying around. Mm-hmm. It falls into the four-letter word category uh, when we think of the cliche of that, when when we don't handle it it right. And, and, and it can turn us into sophisticated high controllers. In the book, I tell a story of a young man who watched his mother. He knew she was cheating on his father. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and he didn't know what to do. Then finally, his father figured out what everybody else already knew. But instead of the father going after his wife and taking it, he went after the son because he knew she loved that son so much. Mm. And so he just poured it out just on this. Well, so this guy gets married. The son? The son gets married. Marries a wonderful gal. Looks like it's going to be a great story. Next thing you know, he doesn't want her styling her hair. Doesn't want her wearing makeup. Wants to pick out all of her clothes. And ultimately, finally, she, you know, he was just being smothered by this. And ultimately, she ends up in the arms of somebody else. The very thing he was trying to avoid. His fear was so controlling him and controlling the situation. And it It blew it all up. I mean, that's usually what happens, whether it's in a marriage or with your kids. Mm -hmm. I I remember, Tim, you might remember this because we're both old enough to remember Decades ago, when I came to Christ, I was a junior in college. I had been in rock bands my whole life. I'm trying to walk with Jesus and be on fire, and Mm -hmm. I am. And I find out the church says rock and roll music is of the devil and literally said any music that has the two and four beat causes you to sin. That was toxic. Yeah, yeah. Is there music that can be harmful? Yes. Yeah. Does it have two and four beats? It has all kinds of beats. Yeah. <laughs> just two and look, four. Everything, everything has a good use and a bad use. Mm. Right. Cars are wonderful vehicles to get around in, but that you can run over somebody yeah. if you're mad enough. But music is music. Right. I would rather, if I were your parent or some, someone leading a church, rather than say, oh, just... Going yeah. to the rock world and no, no boundaries. No yeah. boundaries. No, no, that doesn't make any sense. But teach you how to walk through that. Right. With and I'm God's thinking another spirit leading you. Number of kids probably left the church because yeah. of that wrong theology. Is, yeah. is scary because that's what high control does. Yeah. So that's one of the why reasons. That's toxic fear. fear. What's yeah. another one? Toxic anger. Mm-hmm. Toxic rage. A lot of things could cause this. Maybe you had perfectionist parents or your parents divorced or you went through a divorce or you had some cruel treatment by an ex-spouse. You have a crippling illness or a terminal illness, inequities at work, name it, killer gossip, being heavy in a thin world, being average in a smart world. Uh, I could go on being single in a partnered world. Uh, young in an adult world, being old in a young world. Hmm. All these things can get the best of us. And, and abuse of any kind. These can cause anger and rage. And then it just spills over naturally into how do I compensate for this? How do I protect myself from this? And the next thing you know, we're slipping over the boundaries in relationships with the people we love. 
and assuming the right to make decisions that aren't ours to call. Mm. I remember walking out in the garage one day. This is we're pretty young in our marriage. Mm-hmm. And Dave is yelling. Do you really have to bring this up? So, <laughs> I know what you're going to talk goes, about. I, I, I am embarrassed about so that moment. He is kicking the lawnmower and screaming so <laughs> well, loud. Come on, it wouldn't start. Isn't that what you do? Well, That helps. Uh, yeah, that always gets it going. You just <laughs> kick it and it starts on this. I think I cast out a demon too. <laughs> <laughs> but he went through this anger period in our marriage that I said, I can't even talk to you. Mm-hmm. Everything becomes such a big thing and you become so enraged. I've stopped talking to mm-hmm. you. And I give you credit, Dave, because you thought, she's right. I need to look into where this came from. I mean, from. I couldn't, you know, as as crazy as it sounds from that example, that was just one of many. I didn't even see it. Yeah. You know, that I had this anger. And when she said that, I'm like, I've got to get to the root of this, which I did over years. But that was part of mm-hmm. what was going on in my life. Well, when... um Darcy and I met when we were in high school, and she became she was came from a family where they, they weren't you know God was not a, a, a part of their conversation or anything, and I came up in a family where we went to church all the time and and all. But she came to Christ. Well, then we started dating. We were apart from each other for two years. I was in college, and we wrote each other. In that two years, several hundred letters were written. Mm-hmm. Well, we still had them all. Well, I went and I I scanned them all during the COVID isolation thing, yeah. put them all in order. And with our 50th anniversary coming up, I, I thought, I'm going to go back and read all these things. Wow. It's kind of sweet. The, and it's been, it's just been uh, the most amazing trip back in time. We have a And our- to see how God was working in our lives and, 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 the, and all. But in, in one letter, she said, Tim, I got it. We got to deal with something. It's your temper. Hmm. And and it's just unpredictable. And when it comes out, it frightens me so much and so forth. And I so deeply loved this girl and I cared about her. And I was thought, you know, but she lived at the base of Mount St. Helens in her family with her father. Hmm. And, you know, he, he was a controlled broker. Mm-hmm. And rage and anger was just one. And when she saw even a, a smaller type of that thing in me, and when she showed me that, I mean, it just broke my heart that I was being that way. And I realized, yeah, I do. I, I can slip off the edge and 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 react. And so, uh, you know, I, I I was vulnerable with her, and I said, I I I don't want this to be a part of our life. If God's going to let our lives proceed and we went to work on it and, uh, you know d- does it go away right away no you no. probably yelled at the weed w- weed whacker <laughs> the next the you know? <laughs> but isn't it so sweet that god continues to transform yeah. us well, by the know, renewing of our mind and i would add this you know because what you just said i think is real important you tell me if this is true tim yesterday we talked about sort of the aa example of right i'm dave and i i have a tendency to be high control right I think if somebody also walks up to an alcoholic and says, I don't know if you know this, you have a drinking problem. Usually we get defensive and it's like, no, yeah. I don't. But when they see something and call it, yeah, you just said, Darcy saw something and saw something in me. We yeah. both could have gone, what are you talking about? Yeah. Or or gotten really angry yeah. And, and, yeah. and demonstrated exactly what they're saying and try and put them in their place. So would you say if somebody ever says to you, dude, I think you might have a control thing. Mm-hmm. 
it's something we should lean into? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, assume they've got you. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're, you're just so much better off. Uh, toxic fear and toxic anger, I think, are just fundamental causes us to try to protect ourselves. And, and we, we start to manipulate the circumstances as much as we can. I mean, even hearing you saying that makes me think, and you got some more to tell us, just those two to start, and I, I can't wait to hear the rest. I would encourage you, go to your spouse and say, hey, do you see toxic fear in me? Do you see any toxic anger? And listen, because they might identify something you can't even see. This next one, Mm -hmm. toxic shame. Yes. This is interesting to me. I want to talk about that. Well, toxic shame many times is where toxic fear and toxic anger will lead you to. But shame is the ultimate negative emotion out there at the core of so many controllers' hearts is a sense of shame that I think blocks his or her ability to see themselves as anything but fundamentally and absolutely flawed. Yeah. Guilt says we've done something wrong. Shame says it's us who are wrong and that we're not good enough. I, I think uh, lifestyle shame is vulnerability out of control. Mm. And so you can see what this goes. I, uh, let me say it this way. I, I think shame is less about morality than conformity and acceptability or character. Uh, to be ashamed is to expect rejection, mm. not so much because of what you've done, but because of who you are. Yeah. It's an identity. But how does that lead to controlling? Well, I mean, just think about it. Example, I had a pretty close look at this family through my teenage years and, and young married years as we, we were friends of this family. And this father was just unbelievably harsh and uh, short-fused and domineering. and dict- It was just, just a nightmare. And because I think I had no choice but to interact with his family, I'm just trying to be decent and nice. And by the way, uh, after many years, he died. And after he's dead... His former wife, we crossed paths with her, and she tells us something that she was never allowed to say anything about, that when he was a teenager, his mother had cheated on his father, and his father was so distraught over this that he hung himself. When she realized what she did to him, she ultimately killed herself. And this is within a seven, eight-month period of time in a very small town. And he was so utterly ashamed. But... He did the ultimate mistake when it comes to this is he said, let's conceal this and keep this a secret. No, you can't ever say a word to anybody. Mm-hmm. Told his wife. Well, now that life just completely ran the show. Mm-hmm. And so much of what he was doing was trying to protect people from finding out who he is. And I'm different from a lot of the people out there. I think you guys would probably be on the same page with me. I always tell people, if you have something really, really bad. Flip that card straight up. Yeah. Whatever it is in the past, just put it out. I don't care how bad it is. Just put it out there. Some people might reject you for it. There might be some reaction. there, But after a while, people say, okay, it is what it is. Now let's move on. We say bring it into the light. Yeah. But family secrets always destroy. Hmm. And, And they change people into controlling nightmares. And so shame is shame is a huge one. Hmm. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be because because God sent his son to take our shame. Mm. He, he actually says that in the scripture. And, and he became our shame on the cross 
so that we wouldn't have to let that own us anymore. So you're saying with that one, because of our shame, we try to control our image. We try to control the fact that we're scarred and marred, but we don't want anyone to see that. And so we will go to any means to protect and control. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. That in fact, you, you, you use one of the expressions I talk about in the book, image control. Mm-hmm. Is, uh, and we're trying to present, especially in, in um, un- unfortunately, sometimes our spiritual circles think that we've got to do this to be accepted, that we present ourselves as something that we're not. And we're dr- always trying to prop up this image of uh, our kids are just this and this. But the kids are living in that yeah. and they know the reality. Yeah. And and it's just a matter of time. And it doesn't need to be this way. Mm. There's ways out of this. Um and that's it, the beauty of the gospel. Yeah. That Jesus came to set us free. Right. Right. We, well, I was just going to ask if I'm listening right now and I'm identifying like, oh, toxic fear, toxic rage, toxic shame, whether it's a high level or there's and I'm starting to sense, man, Tim is talking to me. Mm-hmm. What do I do? What mm-hmm. What's my next step? Well, um, we got to end the show with something hopeful yeah. for them. How do, how, do yeah. they, how do they get victory? Yeah, there's a hilarious YouTube video of um, comic. I don't even know that he's still alive. A guy named Bob Newhart. Oh, yeah. Some of the older listeners will know who I'm talking about. And it's on Mad TV, and he's a counselor. And and he can come in, and and he he only charges a couple dollars for your session. It only takes about five minutes, and you tell him what's wrong. And and he says, I can pretty much fix it every time. And and, wow, that's great. So she starts unpacking all these crazy things, and she says, okay, here, here's the solution. Stop it. <laughs> Dave, this is your style That's of counseling. That's my style of counseling right there. It's like, you don't need to pay me a dime. Yeah, and, Quit and, doing and, that. And, she, <laughs> and, of course, she said, what, what, what do you mean stop it? Well, stop it. <laughs> and we think that a lot of the ways out of these things are very elaborate mm-hmm. and take years and years and years. And, and look, there's a place for counseling. There's a place for therapy. There's Definitely. a place for a lot of this stuff. And, and I, and I don't believe that you know, this is a light switch that, you know, okay, I just going to stop it and everything, but somewhere we have to come to the mindset. You know, if, if you come into a doctor and you've had the two by four and you've been beating yourself in the head with it, and you got all this pain. I got these migraine doctor. And what's he going to tell you? Okay, first of all, let's stop hitting yourself in the head. <laughs> then we can start to repair the damage you've done. And and I think that we need to just recognize. I, I think recognizing that we're a controller, why we're controlling, whether it's toxic fear, toxic anger, toxic shame. I talked about toxic bondage. You know, it might be some addiction that's got the best. And even toxic strength. Sometimes the reason it's not necessarily a bad thing that's doing it, it's just that what we're good at is overshifted. Mm-hmm. And any strength pushed to an extreme is going to become a liability in a right. relationship. Right. So those those five things are causing just knowing mm. that, that that's there. And, and, and we realize we had a God who sent his son yes. to deal with our fears, to deal with our angers, to deal with our shame, to deal with our bondages, and even to show us how to maintain equilibrium in the gifts that he's given us so that they don't become liabilities. And as we go there, I think it puts us in such a a free position to be open to the counsel of friends, uh, the honesty of a spouse or children. We we did a thing in our family 
with our kids, we introduced a thing we called what's your beef night? Because we knew, you know, we're imperfect parents. I would ask our kids that too. Tell me what's bugging you. And so they would take it, order whatever they want off the menu, and they could go around. They could say anything that Darcy or I had done or said that either ticked them off or embarrassed them or whatever. Now, they couldn't say things like, you made me go to school or made me do my homework. You know, they, they, they knew we're not talking about that stuff. But they could say, and here's the rule for us. We were only allowed to do one thing, and that's own it and ask for forgiveness. Mm, ask for forgiveness. Don't get so offensive. Sorry. Yeah. Because if we just tried to put it in context or give, put it, you know, well, yeah, but you didn't. Then they said, this game is fixed. You're not going to change anything. Do you know, I'm part of a generation of people that grew up. That often you would hear them say, I never once heard my parents admit they did anything wrong. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we need to flip that one and be the generation where they do. I I think, you know, what you just said, Tim, is as you walked us through toxic fear and rage and bondage and shame and strength, that's the first step. Because you can't fix a problem until you identify. And and some light bulbs are going on. Step two is, and you said it. Ask God for help. I want to change this. Step three is ask people in your life to identify when they exactly. see it. Like, honey, I'm really trying to stop this. Yeah. If you see me slipping there, would you call me out on it? Because I am obviously don't see it. If you really want to change, that's going to help you say, well, today's don't the you day think I stop it. it. That's how medicine works. The ultimate solution to your problem is an accurate diagnosis. Yeah. Because once we know what's wrong, then okay, we got a lot of ways we can go after this thing. Yeah, let's fix it. To thank Dave and Ann Wilson and their team for another edition of Family Life Today. Although our programs are produced in America, the issues facing families like forgiveness, communication, and taking care of our kids transcend national borders. These issues profoundly affect relationships everywhere. In Australia, family life is known as Power to Change, and our mission is to effectively develop godly families the kind of families that change the world one home at a time. A key part of our mission includes strengthening marriages and families all around the world. We want to do whatever we can to bring timeless truths to the challenges you face as you seek to strengthen your family and join us in changing the world. This program is brought to you each Monday to Friday through the generous gifts of everyday Australians like you. If you'd like to give a once-off gift or a monthly donation, please click the Give tab on our website at families.powertochange.org.au. Until tomorrow at the same time, God's richest blessings on your family.